Welcome to Five to Thrive, five strategies to equip and empower educators, parents, and students to thrive. And here are your hosts, Dr. Rhoda and Professor Marty. Welcome back. Today's topic is certainly pertinent for the times we're living in. Uh, it's something that I need to remind myself of quite a bit. Uh, the topic is all about listening and then teaching kids to listen well. How did you learn to listen to another person? Not like to physically hear them, but how did you learn to listen to others? To hear another person and seek to understand what they were attempting to say. All right, I've just been reflecting on this and how do we teach this to our youth? So, you know, as I ponder this, I believe we need to reflect on why we listen when we do, because I'm guilty, I don't always listen either. And it's very much easier to listen to someone that you love and respect, right? Someone that you agree with. So Thanksgiving is coming up. It's often a time when extended family gets together. Well, maybe not this year, but you know, reflect on years past. And in addition to a great menu of food that's lovingly prepared, we usually have lots of conversation. Now, some people we agree with and some we don't. And who are the people that we really listen to? It's often the people who agree with us, right? Their message resonates with us and it's easy to listen to them. We also may listen to those who are saying something we don't necessarily agree with, but we really, we really love and respect and value them as a person, so we're willing to listen. Why do we choose to spend the energy to listen to someone we don't agree with? Usually because we like them, right? But what do we do when someone who is talking is someone who we don't necessarily love and respect, and what they're saying is not something that we agree with? How do we truly listen to them then? One way is to listen to them as though you are trying to find common ground. And I think, if I may interject, mm -hmm. that finding the common ground is almost a lost art. Mm -hmm. um, you go into a conversation and it's certainly emotionally charged, oftentimes based on social media influences, etc. And you think, you know, I want my voice to be heard yeah. when... Really, if you take the time, the common ground is there. Yeah, we oftentimes actually, it seems like more so now than ever, are in a conversation looking for what divides us, how we think differently, instead of looking for where are we the same. And so if I'm listening, trying to find common ground, I'm gonna sift through, through their words, I'm gonna try to understand what they mean, what is their intent, what is their heart behind this, what is their motive, and see if we can find something that we're in agreement on, uh, something that I can respect them for. Why do we feel the way we do? What is, or why do they feel the way they do? What is motivating them to feel differently than me? If I were in their shoes, would I possibly feel the same way that they feel and think the same thing that they think? This is empathy, right? So I'm trying to build empathy with another person. And as I build empathy with them, I'm gonna be more willing to listen to them. And what's so powerful about that is experiences really do shape how we approach life. Mm -hmm. And because there's such a variety of experiences, um, you know, listening makes you aware that people have different pathways in life than maybe maybe I did. And how I maybe very well would have came to the same conclusion if I would walk in their shoes. Professor and Marty and I were just talking before we started recording. I just got off of jury duty this week. And my concluding thought is, therefore, but the grace of God go I. You know, if I'd have been brought up in a different environment, that what the, what we were in court for could have very well have been something that I'd have been 
very much involved with. So it's just, I have to try to understand where they're coming from, what their experience was. Such a powerful thing when we can do that for another human being. Try to understand that they're being passionate about something. Uh, we have that in common, right? They feel passionate about something. I feel passionate about something. I can respect someone who feels strongly about a topic, even if I don't necessarily agree with them 100%. And I think this is a key point in this conversation as we think about teaching kids how to listen well, how to listen to others. And I don't. I hope this isn't misleading when I say teaching kids to listen well. It's not the type of listen well like, will you please listen to me when I ask you to pick up your toys? Um, that's a part of it, but this is much more a dialogue conversation listening to another human being. So as we think about kids, I think some important things to keep in mind. Realize, help them realize that they don't have to prove anybody wrong. People can have different opinions. We each get to have our own. It's not my job to be responsible for other people's thoughts or values. I can disagree with them and still respect them as a person. I can still see them as a person God loves, someone Jesus died for. I'm never going to look into the eyes of someone God doesn't love. If he loves them and finds value in them, I do too. And one way I can show that is by really, truly listening to them. So as we consider this for adults, what does it mean for children and how do we teach children these, these valuable, important skills? You know that we get better at things that we practice, right? It's just a common rule in life. You want to get better at something, you practice it more. We need to have kids practice disagreeing on something while still listening. And I think one of the best tools for doing this is debating two different sides of an issue. And I don't mean debating like informal rules and procedures of debate where there's a winner and a loser. Actually, what I mean is quite the opposite. How do we have kids discuss two different sides of an issue? Assign them their side sometimes and other times let them choose their side. Have them debate issues within school subjects. Not only is this great for practicing listening skills, but it also really encourages critical thinking and moving beyond simple recall. So when you're studying science, have students debate what you're studying. Researchers and scientists disagree all the time, and they can do so respectively by sharing their evidence and their thoughts based on their evidence. Debate history. Have children take two different sides on an issue. Was the Tea Party a just revolt? And have the kids go back and forth. Uh, representing their opinion and why they believe their opinion and listening to the other person's opinion as well. Parents, I think it's so important to, to, again, remind them that when they debate with their friends, they're able to practice listening skills with somebody they're, they're disagreeing with, but then they get to go to recess and play. You know, it's their friends. Let them know it's not their job to convince the other person that they're right. It's their job to listen to the other person and form their own argument based on a critical review of the evidence. They don't have to end the conversation with a winner or a loser. In a conversation, there isn't a winner. Rather, there's a discussion. I'm going to listen to another. They may convince me, they may not, but I will listen. And I think one of the really key points there is it's a discussion. And I all, often wonder uh, in our culture and, and based on how our kids have been raised, uh, specifically talking about my kids, we always teach them to be respectful to take the teacher at their word. Those are all good and just things to do. But I really haven't embraced this notion of let's have a discussion and let's debate. Mm -hmm. uh, because you are so correct. You know, research often contradicts itself. Mm -hmm. But that's the beautiful thing about it. It right. gives us find two different a much things. richer yeah. perspective. And I, I just think it's it's just an outstanding idea to to have that discussion 
uh, and uh, agree to disagree. And yeah. I don't think, I really don't think schools are structured. Yes, you have debate teams, et cetera. But I, I, I don't think basis. it's, it's yeah. not a common thread in our yeah. system. And it certainly should be. And you can do this with the little ones. You can mm -hmm. start this at a very young age. And if you want to engage your older learners, there are few ways to better engage your older learners than to get them discussing a really relevant topic for them. Parents, have these same types of discussions with your children. When you're watching the news, discuss both sides of issues, such as global warming or race in America, or should we have mask mandates? But the, here's the key. You have to model listening. Don't be so set on teaching your child what to believe, but rather teach them how to listen and how to think. We want to teach them God's word so they look at the world through the lens of scripture. But there's so much room for disagreement among Christians on many secular issues. Teach them by modeling how to truly listen to an opposing view and seek to understand what we have in common, and then using evidence and critical thinking to form your own opinion and continue to listen. One of the things that hit me as I was thinking about this topic we are never done listening. Our goal in Five to Thrive is to equip and support educators and parents as they help each child develop to his or her full God-given potential. So here are five key takeaways from teaching kids to listen well. Uh, first of all, take the time yourself to reflect on why you listen. Really, really important to go to the heart of that. Number two, strive to find common ground. It's always there. We just sometimes need to look look a little bit more to find it. Uh, number three, uh, teach your kids through modeling that you don't have to prove the other side wrong. It's not winners and losers. Uh, number four, when modeling, show your, your kids that this is really a discussion. Uh, that's what it is. And to have a meaningful discussion, active listening has to, has to be done by, by, by both parties. And, and number five, it, it's so important. Um, as Thanksgiving approaches, think beforehand on who you will actively listen to and then intentionally model that uh, to your kid. Thanks for taking the time to learn with us. Let us know how you're doing. If you have questions, challenges, or successes you want to share, please let us know through the comment section of our website. May your week be blessed.